Good evening. Good morrow and good mother. Good morning. My name is Mikhail Moonstrung, and I am excited to continue our reading the Bhagavad Gita. Now, just a quick reminder before we, we break in and kick this bad boy going. This is an interpretive reading. It is not word for word. I am reading it and giving you my translation, my interpretation, and my retelling of it. So, as you listen and you find that there may be discrepancies, that's why. <laughs> Don't worry, that is why. That is why. All right, now as we continue our reading, we are going to be beginning from chapter 3. As we go on, I want to just offer that nice little warning with any of our readings or our spaces that these can be very moving and shifting of your consciousness. So please don't be operating any heavy machinery or driving while listening to this. But do you, boo? <laughs> Chapter 3, titled Karma Yoga. Arjuna, looking in the face of of this opposition, of the battle on either says, turns again to, to God, to Krishna, who is, who is next to him. And he says, what am I supposed to do? You would call me to begin, you would call me to fight this battle? You who openly proclaims intelligence, then fruit, fruit of work, then, then, then laboring wastelessly, you, you have commanded that intelligence is the path that we should follow and take. So help me understand. I am confused, Lord. Your wisdom is far greater than mine. I don't get it. I am fucking confused. I don't understand. So tell me, tell me decisively by your wisdom what I need. What do I need to do? Krishna looks at Arjuna, looks down with love and patience and says, Sinless Arjuna, have you not Listen, listen, remember that I've already explained that there are two classes, two types of soul which seek to realize the self. Some are inclined to go through it through empirical and philosophical speculation, and others by devotional service. Not merely by abstaining from work can one achieve freedom from reaction, nor by renunciation alone can anyone attain perfection. Every single individual is forced to act helplessly according to the qualities that they have acquired from the modes of material nature. Therefore, no one can refrain from doing something, not even for a moment. So to say you could stop, to not participate in this battle, I don't understand. One who restrains the senses of actions, but whose mind dwells on those objects, certainly deludes themselves and is called a pretender. But you, Arjuna, are found whole. For on the other hand, if a sincere person tries to control the senses of the mind, begins the karma yoga, the Krishna consciousness, without attachment, and he is superior. Perform your prescribed duty, because it is better to do than to not. One cannot even maintain one's physical body without work. You must eat, you must walk, you must labor. This you must do. But do without expectation of reward or of punishment. Work done as sacrifice for Vishnu has to be performed. Otherwise, the work causes bondage in this world. You couldn't perform your duties to his satisfaction. So in this space, you must be free from bondage by serving, by not ceasing in your action, in your duty. For you are called to do, to move, to be.
In the very beginning, the Lord of all creatures sent forth generations of men and demigods, along with sacrifices, blessing them, saying, Be happy in this sacrifice. Be happy in what you are called to do, because its performance will bring unto you everything desirable for living happily and achieving freedom, achieving liberation from the Spirit. The demigods, being pleased with the sacrifice, will please you and will operate between man and all. In the charge of the variations of the necessities of life, the demigods, being satisfied by the performance of the sacrifices that have been brought, will supply all that is needed to you, to you. But he who enjoys these gifts without offering them to those who come before, those intermediaries, those demigods, is a thief. The devotions and the devotees of the Lord are released from all kinds of sin because when they eat food, it is first offered to all, offered to God. For others prepare, prepare and create their food for material enjoyment, for delightion of their senses. And this food is eaten in sin. For you see, all living bodies subsist on food grains, which are produced from the rains, rains which are produced by performance of sacrifice. So you see, all thing is bound back into nature, back bound to the sun, to all, to this place of origination. So all must be given that which is taken. When we take the food from ourselves to ourselves, we give it to all because all is what gave it to us. Not a single living thing in this world was found without the light of the sun. Hell, even the formation of the earth was impacted and created by mass gravitational pulls and draws. Same very forces which hold the sun to be as it is. Now, minding my tangent, we delve back to our story. For you see, Krishna says, regulated activities are prescribed in the Vedas. The Vedas, these scripts, are directly manifested from the spirit, the supreme personality of the Godhead. These things that have been called are written from the inspiration of God. So living within them allows you to live within the bounds so set. My dear Arjuna, one who does not follow in human life the cycle of sacrifice has been thus that has been established in life by the past, by your ancestors, by those who have come before you, will live a full life that shall end shallowly in sin, living only for the satisfaction of the senses, living in vain. But for the individual who takes pleasure in the self, whose human life is one of self-realization, who is satisfied in the self, only fully satiated, by the spirit within, for them there is no duty, there is no worry. Or self-realized man has no purpose to fulfill in the discharge of his prescribed duties, nor has he any reason to perform such work, nor has he any need to depend on any other living being. Therefore, without being attached to the fruit of activities, one should act as a matter of duty, for by working without attachment, you attain the supreme. Kings attained perfection solely by their performance of these prescribed duties. Therefore, for the sake of educating the people in general, you should work. Whatever action a great man performs, a common man will follow. And whatever standards he set are exemplary acts, and the world pursues 
the world pursues. There is no work prescribed for me within all of these planetary systems, nor am I want for anything, nor do I need to obtain anything, yet I am engaged and prescribed in my duties. Forever, if I have failed to engage carefully in performing my duties, O child, all men would follow in my path. If I did not succeed in my duties, all of the worlds would fall to ruination, and I would be the cause for the creation of unwanted population and be thereby the destruction of the peace for all living beings. If I fail and fall short in this moment, you fail and fall short, for those who look to you as you look to me will follow in your stead as you follow in mine. As the ignorant perform their duties and wish with attachment to the results of their labors, Learning may they sim similarly act without attachment for the sake of leading a people upon the right path, so as not to disrupt the minds of ignorant men attached to the fruit of results of their duties. A learned person should not induce them to stop work, no, rather by, by working in the spirit of devotion should they engage them in all sorts of activities. You see, it does not matter what you do, Arjuna. It does not matter what you do, but when you do it in my name, when you do it in the name of creation of all of the furtherment of those who will come before you, it is done well, and I am pleased. The spirit soul is bewildered by the influence of the false ego, thinking that he is the doer of activities, and they are in actuality being created by the three modes of existence. For one who is acknowledged of the absolute truth, Almighty armed one, does not need to engage himself in the senses of sense gratification, knowing well the differences between the work in devotion and the work for fruit of results. Listen to this power and this wisdom which lies within you. For bewildered by the modes of material existence, the ignorant will fully engage themselves in material activities, becoming attached. But the wise does not unsettle them. Although these duties are their own and inferior to the performance which is begot in their lack of knowledge, it is found just and whole in the space by being unbound in material nature. Therefore, O Arjuna, surrendering all your works unto me with full knowledge of me, without desire for profit, nor claims, nor propriety, nor victory, fight. For those persons who execute their duties according to my actions, follow my teachings faithfully, without envy, come free from the bondage of fruit of actions. But to those who out of envy disregard the teachings and follow them as regularly as they would see fit, rather than as dictated, will be befooled and ruined in their endeavors for perfection. Even a man of knowledge acts according to his own nature, for everyone follows the nature he has acquired from these three modes. What can repression accomplish? What can holding your arrow save? For there are principles to regulate, regulate attachment and aversion pertaining to the senses and their objects. Why one should not come under the control of such attachment and aversion because they are stumbling blocks on the path of self-realization. It is far better to discharge one's prescribed duties, even though failing, than to allow another to perform them for you. For destruction in the course of performing one's own duty is better than engaging in another's duty, for to follow another's path is dangerous. Your path is yours. Arjuna spoke 
But by, by what is one impelled to sinful acts, even unwillingly, if engaged by force? Why would I be called to break this law? Why now am I so bewildered that I cannot see to hear and to know what is said before me? And God said in return, It is lust alone, which is born of contact with the material mode of passion, later transformed into wrath, which is an all-devouring enemy of this world. Wrath of Kali, wrath of the untainable. For as fire is covered by smoke, as a mirror is covered by dust, or as the embryo is covered by the womb of the living entity, is similarly covered by a different degrees of this lust. Thus the wise living entity, pure in consciousness, becomes covered by his own eternal enemy in the form of this lust, and is never satiated, that which burns like fire. Where the senses, the mind, and the intelligence are the sitting places of this lust. Why, through them, lust covers the real knowledge of the living entity and confuses him, bewilders him. Therefore, Arjuna, best of my chosen one, in the beginning of this great curve, this great symbol of sin, slay this destroyer of knowledge and self-realization. Strike him down. For the working senses are superior to dull matter, and the mind is higher than the senses, intelligence is still higher than the mind, and the soul is higher than the intelligence. Thus knowing oneself to be transcendent to the material senses, mind and intelligence, O oh beautiful child, listen to the spiritual mind. Listen. And know by your spiritual strength that you may conquer this insatiable enemy known as lust.